Hey guys, welcome to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Um, we're going to do our week four stardom situm this week, but a little bit differently. We're going to add a new category, and that category is temper expectations. Guys who, you know, you're not necessarily going to sit or want to sit, uh, but, you know, you want to temper your expectations just in case you want to modify the rest of your lineup. Um, so, yeah, we're going to go ahead and get started. I have a bit of a sore throat today, so don't mind my, uh, my voice being a little raspy today. Um, so we're going to start with Chris Carson. Um, you know, the Seahawks, they're favored by almost two touchdowns at home. So this is really a positive game script for Carson. He could see 25-plus touches in this game, and with C.J. Prosize declared out for Week 4, I think Carson could see some extra opportunity in the passing game as well. And, you know, the Colts, they haven't been particularly porous against the run, but, you know, with the amount of touches Carson's going to see in this game at home, I think he's a must-start and one of the, the best plays of the week. Mike Gillis is another guy I want to start this week. Even though he was supposed to be a good start last week, he was fa- they were favored heavily against the Texans at home, but that didn't turn out the way we thought it was. It was kind of a shootout. Um, but, you know, we can't look at that game and determine, you know, how we're going to roll with Gillis in week four. Um, but, you know, this is another positive game script at home for Gillisley. Carolina offense, you know, they, they don't look good. Um, so this, for me, it means a potential second-half volume um, and, and goal-line carries for Gillisley. Carolina, they have been pretty good against the run, but on this high-potent offense, I'm starting Gillisley as long as I have some high-floor options in my lineup to support, you know, his ceiling and, and low floor. Uh, Bilal Powell, Matt Forte's out. Um, Jacksonville, they're ranked dead last in DVOA in defending the run. Um, I do expect Powell to get the majority of the backfield touches, but I do also expect Elijah McGuire to get extra opportunity as well. No, that's their rookie. Um, That's who they drafted. That's potentially their future. So, you know, it's very possible that the Jets, you know, can look at this as an opportunity for McGuire to show what he can do with more touches. But, you know, either way, with Forte out... Powell should get more touches in this game than usual. You know, he's probably going to get the guy, be the guy who who gets goal line carries. So Powell will be in my lineup unless I have better options. Another uh, back from that uh, New England and Carolina game, Christian McCaffrey. Um, The Panthers, they figure to be down most of the game against New England, like I said. So I think McCaffrey could get some extra opportunity in the passing game. He did have 11 targets last week, catching nine of them for 101 yards. Um, and, you know, we've seen how the Patriots have been pretty bad against the pass-catching running back so far. We all remember what Kareem Hunt did to them in the opener. Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara, they combined to catch 7 for 75 against them. Deontay Foreman and Lamar Miller combined for 3 for 72. So this is a game script in which you could have confidence in McCaffrey. And, you know, if he gets the opportunity, he should, he should do well. Emmanuel Sanders, another guy I really like this week. Um, you know, you're probably already starting Sanders, but, you know, it's also possible that, you know, you're deciding between him and someone else in your flex. Uh, but I would keep him in my lineup this week. His target volume, very healthy. Um, you know, he's primarily going to see David Amerson this week on the right side of the field. And that's the same side of the field that the Raiders have allowed the second most fantasy points to. So, you know, the Raiders' pass defense as a whole is ranked 28th DVOA. So I'm starting Sanders with confidence this week at home. Terrell Williams. Travis Benjamin, you know, even with Tyrell Williams, you know, he's playing 97% of the snaps, but he really couldn't get much going last week or even, you know, this year as a whole. Uh, But this week, you know, these receivers, they're going to see Rasul Douglas and Jalen Mills on the outside. 
you know, they've given up the first and seventh most fantasy points to their respective sides of the field, um, you know, for wide receivers. So, you know, Benjamin, he primarily plays the right side of the field, and Williams, he moves all over the place. But keep in mind, you know, Benjamin isn't in for all plays, but he is running routes on most of Philip Rivers' passes. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with starting Benjamin as well. Um, and, and when he's in, Rivers is looking for him. Robert Woods, another guy, if Sammy Watkins is out. And if, if Watkins doesn't play on Sunday, I think Robert Woods becomes that number one receiver. Um, you know, Cooper Cup, you know, he was a nice story. But, you know, he isn't getting the type of volume that we're looking for when it comes to starting a slot receiver. Um, Woods, he played very well in a good matchup against the 49ers last week. And Woods is playing on the right side of the field where the Cowboys have given up the ninth most fantasy points to wide receivers. Jarvis Landry, another guy. Jay Cutler, he couldn't get anything going against the Jets in Week 3, but against the Saints, all options are viable um, in London. The Saints have given up the second most fantasy points to the slot position, so Landry should be able to rack up some catches while being targeted 15 and 11 times in the last two games. Really healthy target line there. Ted Ginn's another guy like... um, you know, the Saints, they had a full week in London this week. So, they, you know, they got there on Monday. So they're kind of already acclimated to the new city. And the Dolphins are getting there on Friday. So advantage Saints when it comes to that. Um, so the Dolphins, they've given, up the fourth, they've given up the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers, lining up on the right side of the field on a per-game basis. Um, and Ted, Ted Ginn has played there on a majority 43% of his routes. Um, so... You know, the Saints, you know, they're just starting to click. The Dolphins' pass defense has been pretty bad. Um, They have allowed more fantasy points than most teams to wide receivers, um, you know, on that side of the field. So, uh, again, you know, he's a great flyer, you know, and he can come out of London with uh, with a really good fantasy day. Uh, Paul Richardson's another guy I wanted to talk about. With Doug Baldwin hobbled with that, you know, uh, with that groin injury, I expect the rapport between Paul Richardson and Russell Wilson to flourish. He's had seven, five, and seven targets the last three games, and he's had a touchdown in each of the last two games. That left left side of the field has been a liability for the Colts defense, giving up the second most fantasy points to wide receivers on that side of the field. Um, So, you know, the Colts, they actually do a better job and a pretty good job in the nickel and the other side of the field, the right side of the field. So, you know, I expect Wilson to look Richardson's way a bit more in this one. Deshaun Jackson. Janoris Jenkins, I'm sorry, Janoris Jenkins, he's probably going to be shadowing Mike Evans. So with Eli Apple playing the other side of the field, I'm all over Jackson in this game. Pro Football Focus rated Apple a 43.7 out of 100. And the Giants have given up the 12th most fantasy points to that side of the field. So, you know, Jackson, he's a home run hitter. I think he's set up to have a great fantasy day at home. I wanted to talk about Jordan Matthews as well. Now, the Bills, they're likely going to be down early in Atlanta, so they might have to go away from running the ball to try catching up through the air. Uh, Matthews, you know, he hasn't gotten the volume that we like, you know, when starting a wide receiver, uh, but he's still the number one wide receiver. And the Falcons, they have allowed third most fantasy points per game to the slot position, uh, and they've been doing a pretty good job on the outside. So I do expect Jordan Matthews, um, you know, to get some extra targets from Tyrod Taylor, and I expect them to take advantage of this matchup. So there's a couple guys that, you know, I'm not necessarily sitting them, but I am going to temper my expectations. And if I do have a better option, you know, I, I am I might consider uh, you know, benching some of these guys. Not not all of them. I mean, obviously, you're going to start guys like Mike Evans. 
and I'm probably not benching most of these guys, uh, but you know it, it's good to know the information in case you do have an, a better option sitting on your bench. Michael Crabtree is the first guy I want to talk about. Uh, when you look at uh, where he runs his routes, 72% of the time he's running routes you know, in a spot where he's either going to be guarded by Aqib Tlaib or Chris Harris in this game. So, you know, I'm not expecting Crabtree to light it up. Um, he's also a little banged up from that chest injury he suffered last week, but, you know, that's not considered serious. Um, the Broncos, they have been a little shaky from the slot as far as giving up fantasy points, so there is some silver lining in keeping Crabtree in your lineup this week. And, you know, for the small amount of time that, you know, he's on the other side with Bradley Roby, you know, hopefully he can rack up some points on that side. Amari Cooper, um, you know, he's the one who should mostly see a lot of Bradley Roby, you know, who is definitely the liability in the Broncos passing defense. Um, that left side of the field where Cooper lines up 54% of the time, um, they've allowed the six most fantasy points to wide receivers uh, per game. So, you know, Cooper... He hasn't been the most reliable fantasy option, but his upside is making me keep him keep him in my starting lineup. Uh, Devonte Adams, you know Adams, you know he he gets a boost in targets anytime Randall Cobb isn't playing, but Cobb is set to play on Thursday night's matchup. Um, Adams he runs forty five percent of his routes on the left side of the field where Prince Amukamara resides, you know, and the Bears have done a pretty good job on that side of the field so far. Um, Cobb. Jordy Nelson, they have much better matchups in this game, so I do expect Rodgers to be looking at them a bit more. Um, but, you know, Devonta Adams, he's always a touchdown threat, so I'm not sitting him. T.Y. Hilton, um, he's in for a rough day in Seattle. Seahawks defense always plays better at home, and, you know, Hilton does move around a lot. Um, the only position that has been a liability for the Seahawks, though, is a slot. You know, and Hilton plays there about 30% of the, 38% of the time. Um, I, I do expect the Seahawks to get after Jacoby Brissett, um, especially if the Colts will be in a negative game script the entire entire game. Um, but I, I will sit Hilson, but only if I have a better option. Tyreek Hill, I would temper my expectations with him this week. The Redskins, we saw it last week against the um, Raiders, right? Um, they've done an outstanding job on the outside this year. They've allowed the, the least fantasy points on the left side of the field and the second least fantasy points on the right side of the field. Um, you know, Tyreek Hill, he plays a combined 56% of his routes on the outside. So, you know, the hope is that he can get something done while he plays the slot. Um, and the Redskins, they haven't been too shabby there either. Um, but, you know, Hill's a freak. There's no way I'm benching him with his volume. And the fact that, you know, whenever he gets the ball, he has a chance to reach the end zone. So I'm not sitting him this week. Alshon Jeffrey, Casey Hayward is set to shadow Jeffrey, and, you know, Hayward is, is, is simply, you know, he's a shutdown type of guy, so um, Jeffrey is a, is a wide receiver who can catch any ball thrown his way, so if he gets any type of volume, he could have a, fa- a decent fantasy day, he, he could catch a touchdown as well, he's that type of player, so um, I'm, not, I'm not sitting to him either. Doug Baldwin, Tyler Lockett, you know, I would temper my expectations with them too, Baldwin, he's a little banged up. You know, he still might play this week despite his groin injury. The Colts have done a pretty good job against slot receivers. Um, you know, they've allowed the eighth least fantasy points to slot receivers. You know, uh, and Baldwin and Lockett, they've they've lined up in the slot 68 and 58% of the time, respectively. Um, Lockett, he lines up right to occasionally as well. Um, you know, and the Colts have allowed the eighth least fantasy points to wide receivers lining up on the right side. So not as easy of a matchup as we think this week for the for the receivers. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why I like Paul Richardson a little bit more. 
Um, Mike Evans, obviously you're not sitting Mike Evans, but I would temper my expectations just because Janoris Jenkins, you know, is going to shadow him, you know, and that's no easy task for Evans. So, uh, you know, obviously not sitting him, but, you know, just, just, just adjust your lineup if you need to. Okay, guys, I'm sitting. Um, Isaiah Crowell, you know, is the first guy. He's been a huge disappointment this year. I cannot start him against this staunch Bengals defense, even even at home. You know, the Browns haven't led at all this year in any game, you know, not even for a minute. So I don't think Crowell will be able to get the opportunity or game, game script or get the touches we want. Alan Hearns is another guy I'm not starting this week. The Jets have done a surprisingly good job with receivers coming out of the slot this year. Um, they've allowed the fourth least fantasy points to slot receivers so far. Um, you know, Hearns, he's run 68% of his routes from the slot. So, you know, he might not have such a great fantasy day in this game. That, you know, combined with me not trusting Blake Bortles that much, I'm just fine sitting Hearns in this matchup. A guy that, you know, you might want to put in just because you never know what to expect with the Patriots is Danny Amendola. Um, the reason why I'm sitting him, sitting him is because Carolina, they, they've allowed the least amount of fantasy points to receivers coming out of the slot. So the matchup isn't ideal for Amendola. You know, the matchups on the outside for Hogan and Cooks are a lot more ideal. So if you had to choose one of Brady's plethora of options to fade this week, I think it would be Amendola. I mean, you know, when you talk about Hogan, Cooks, Gronk, you know, James White, you know, all, all these guys, I, I think if you had to choose one to kind of fade, it would be Amendola. I'm not playing Martavis Bryant this week either. The Ravens defense, they're legit. They're playing at home. Big Ben does not play well away from home. Um, it doesn't look good for Martavis in this matchup. The Ravens, they've given up the fifth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers as a whole and the tenth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers lining up on Martavis' side of the field, which is the right side of the field. Um, he lines up there 50% of the time. So I am projecting the bus side of his boom-bust nature, so I'm sitting, sitting him in this matchup. Um, I'm not playing any Jets wide receivers this week. The Jaguars, they've shut down opposing wide receivers this year. Um, and since this group isn't really star-studded by any means, I have no problem keeping them on my bench or on the waiver wire. So, you know, Robbie Anderson, not starting him this week. Um, Jermaine Curse not starting him this week. You know, Austin Severian Jenkins is a guy who I think the, you know, that the, that the Jets might target. Um, you know, as soon as he came in last week, he got a bunch of targets. So, you know, his role can grow. Alright guys, that's all I had for the start and sits. Um, if you guys have any questions, you can always hit me up at Upper Hand Fantasy on Instagram, at Upper Hand FFB on Twitter, or at myself, at Faraz Siddiqui, F-A-R-A-Z-S-I-D-D-I-Q-I. You can check out our articles at UpperHandFantasy.com. Uh, if you have an Alexa, you can actually ask your Alexa who to start this week, and it'll, it'll give you an instant answer. Um, you know, if you ask it, you know, who should I start this week, Michael Crabtree or Michael Crabtree or Amari Cooper? It'll give you an answer. So uh, you should check it out. It's based on Fantasy Pros consensus rankings. So um, you know, it's it's kind of a consensus of all the experts, uh, you know, in the field uh, to give you the best option of who to start this week. So you know, all those start sick questions you have, you can just ask Alexa and save yourself some uh, some typing, opening up your computer, looking up on your phone. You just you just ask your Alexa. 
All right, guys, enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy the games on Sunday. Tonight is Bears-Packers. I am starting Jordan Howard. I am starting Tariq Cohen. Um, you know, this is a, this is an interesting game where hopefully the Packers don't get out to a huge lead to where Jordan Howard's, you know, uh, value is compromised. Uh, but, you know, I'm guessing this should be a close game uh, just because the Bears defense has been playing relatively well. Uh, but so, you know, enjoy this game. Enjoy Sunday's game. If you have any questions, hit me up. All right, guys, have a great weekend.